Are you ready to experience something extraordinary? Cultural gems in Croatia, ancient temples in Asia, art in Italy. We'll take care of everything. Flights, accommodation, excursions, local guides and all that planning. Travel department. Let's see more. John Lou here again with Mike Kelly, a man of many parts. Today we're going to be talking about Irish banknotes. Mike, where did it all start? Well, Irish banknotes began with uh, all the different banks in Ireland. There were a lot of private banks up to the formation of the uh, Searsot Airden and the Irish state. And then the banking became centralised. So the first Irish banknotes issued were what are known as the ploughman banknotes. The reason for that is that the design on the banknotes was an iconic thing of a man behind a plough with a couple of horses and birds flying over it. And if you drove anywhere around the country in Ireland, that's the thing that you would you, you would have seen back in the 20s and 30s. You'd see the man out in the field with his two horses and he plowing the field. So it was immediately um, recognisable by by people. Um, the Ploughman series uh, was issued from a, a, a pound note, a five pound note, a ten pound note, a twenty, the usual, a fifty and a hundred. Um, Nobody really uh, collected £50 or £100 notes because that was that was nearly a year's wages back then. They, uh, they, they, they were in circulation for so long that lots of them became very damaged, creased. Um, cattle marts around the country, the wads of these banknotes changed hands and they, they were very much damaged, you know, very much damaged. Um, the, the second round of banknotes that came then were what were known as the Lady Lavery banknotes because, again, they had an iconic um, picture of the uh, typical Irish Colleen uh, sitting with the Lakes of Killarney in the background. Mike, sorry, if I can interrupt. What yeah. sort of uh, period are we talking about? There, well, date-wise? we're we're into the we're into the forties now. The forties, yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, we're into the forties now. The denominations went from ten shilling, ten shillings pound, five pound, ten pound, twenty, and Lady Lavery's husband was Sir painter. John Lavery, the artist. John, Sir John Lavery, the artist. Yes. Yeah, and he used his wife as the uh, model for these banknotes. That's why they're called the Lady Lavery banknotes. It's an Irish calling, typically, is what it is. And on the reverse of them, uh, they actually had the uh, the gods of the rivers, um, which are... All the bridges down along the Liffey have different uh, stone, um, ancient stone images of the river gods and they were reproduced on the reverse of the coin of the banknotes um lady lavery ones stretched uh, right up to the 70s before we went decimal but in the intervening years there of course again we had the world war ii happened all these banknotes uh, were be, were printed in england um they were printed in England and shipped over to Ireland. So there was a slight problem. Um, 
because the shipping the shipping lanes were being attacked by the Germans in the U-boats in the submarines, and uh, what what they were afraid of the government here and even the government in England they were afraid that the con- large consignments of banknotes being sent over from England to Ireland could be sunk on the boat in shipping by the German U-boats because there was a war on. So they decided the way to trace these or to keep a check on them was to imprint and mark a letter of the alphabet on the banknotes so that if a certain print run of, let's just say, H banknotes uh, was sunk in the ship coming over, they could just write them off. So it's, it then generated the thing that's called here the war code banknotes. And they're collectible in their own right as well. You know. What sort of values are we talking about, Mike? We're talking about good quality ones, uh, 10 shilling notes, anything from 20 to 50 euros. Um, when you get up to the 20 and the 50 euro note, you're into the three-figure three figure sums. Any spectacular prices paid in that period? Yes, there have been. The 100, again, the 100 pound notes, which were an olive green colour, uh, were very scarce. People couldn't afford to collect 100 pound notes. So everybody collected 10 shilling and one pound notes and they're the commonest ones that turn up we see them all the time we see five pound coming we see good quality 10 pound is a dark blue color and the 20 pound of course uh, is a scarlet red color a very attractive color mike is condition an issue here absolutely condition is absolutely vital on them any folds or creases deta- uh, detracts from the uh, value dog-eared corners any kind of a fold uh, brings in a lesser value. The, the tellers in the banks, when they're at the end of the day, when they were totting up how much money they have in the till, they were always inclined to count all the notes and write in pencil or sometimes in a, a sort of a purple marker um, on the top note, the amount of money that was in the bundle. So you, you get what we call graffiti written on the note. And it's usually a figure like 200, 350, 400, whatever the count was. And that devalues. That. Oh, it devalues it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, with a banknote, um, lots of them were sent in the post to people uh, and they'd be stapled onto a paper. And so you have pinholes in them. You have staple holes in them or pinholes. That takes from it as well. The ideal banknote for a collector is a, a, a mint, uncirculated note that is absolutely perfect. No even wobbles in it. No gentle bends in it. And people quite often when they're bringing banknotes for, to be valued... They fold them and put them in an envelope or they fold them and put them in a wallet or in a purse or in a bag. And that immediately takes the thing off. It's awful hard to explain to people. It must be they must be kept flat at all times. The recommendation is that you have a p- two pieces of cardboard, plain white cardboard, not coloured, not with print on it, because the print can come off uh, uh, printed cardboard onto the note. Put them put it between the two pieces of cardboard and put it in an envelope and keep it that way. Uh, Not in a little plastic bag or a plastic holder. Plastic is a no-no. Plastic is a no-no because it makes it sweat and it makes the note 
um, wet. So in, in, in an envelope, preferably, believe it or not, a brown envelope, because it soaks up any moisture and keeps the note pristine. That's the way to keep them. Um, some people uh, get, uh, it's happened in my family even, when somebody gets to be 21, uh, the mum or the dad went to the bank and got 21 one pound notes and they would be all in sequence. The serial numbers of them would be one after the other and that raises the price uh, at least a 10% over a single note. Sponsored by Expressway. With My Expressway, free travel pass holders can reserve their seats online at expressway.ie or at our ticket machines in stations. Are you interested in trying a new smartphone but still a little unsure? Do you want a phone that offers larger icons with louder sound and an interface that has technology designed for seniors? Well, why not choose from the Doro range by simply visiting doro.ie. Doro, make friends with innovation. In the early days, just before the, the lavery banknotes, we're, uh, we're still talking about the um, the ploughman banknotes. There were, I think there were eight, there were eight different banks. There was, um, the Bank of Ireland, of course, was the most common. The Royal Bank, the Munster and Leinster, um, the Hibernian, um, the Northern Bank. And each of them printed their own Plowman banknotes. So that's that's a collector area in itself to try and get one from each uh, each of the commercial banks at the time. Later on, of course, uh, the the banks all amalgamated into Bank of Ireland and Allied Irish Bank, and uh, Ulster Bank was the other one. So probably the scarcest ones were the Royal and possibly the Northern because the Northern Bank uh, only had a few branches in Southern Ireland. They were mostly up the north. So it it's a matter of the, the number of the notes that were in circulation and that were, and that were printed. There are very particular and precise um, figures on the amount of banknotes that were issued and the amounts that were returned for destruction uh, so so the the central bank actually knows how much uh, bank how many banknotes are still out there unaccounted for and they reckon there's about 1.2 million euros worth of banknotes and collectors have these 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 are within people's collections someplace or other Mike talking about collectors is it um, a, a growing pastime or hobby Yes, it is. Yeah, people. People. I'm often asked, uh, um, you know, are there are there many banknote collectors in Ireland? But there are because um, <laughs> there are the very serious ones who look for the flaws in the designs, the mistakes that were made on the printing press. Um, uh, all 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 printing processes have accidents so to speak and when that happens two or three banknotes would be damaged and they would be removed from the printing from the printing line and substitutes would be put in and those substitutes would be pre-printed 
banknotes so that the count would be kept and they would have a different serial number or a special serial number and they would just go out into ordinary circulation and the people who know what they're looking for would be looking to hold on to and and collect some of those substitute banknotes. Um, when a, when a banknote gets damaged or crease, sorry, when a banknote gets badly damaged, the um, the banks put them aside and they send them back to the central bank for destruction. They don't like dirty, um, very mucky, badly torn and damaged notes to be in circulation. So they're actually taken out and they are shredded and they used to be made up into little sort of briquette blocks and they were burnt in the in the in the furnace in the central bank believe it or not you know what about counterfeiting mike counterfeiting as long as there's ever been coins or money in circulation there have been counterfeiters always you know even going back to roman times there was counterfeiting <laughs> um yes uh the technology keeps changing and and fraudsters get cuter and cuter but the new technology coming in all the time, the banknotes are upgraded. Uh, they've, they, they've got special security features built in. They've got watermarks. They've, they've now got sort of laser imprints in them. The latest banknotes coming out with plastic, made of plastic with special security things. It's all to make it more difficult for fraudsters to be able to reproduce them. Is it possible or almost impossible for... Um um, anybody to counterfeit uh, a modern note, for example. Even even modern photocopiers now um, have have um, uh, a preventative uh, computer on board uh, that won't allow them photocopy uh, banknotes. You know, so uh, the idea that you can put a banknote and photocopy it with a good quality photocopier and get away with that, no. But a few people have done it. Uh, the unwary, uh, you know, they have to be, you have to be wary on it. Yes, there have been cases of banknotes, especially when a new series of banknotes comes out and people would not be over familiar with the new style size or color of the banknotes that's the time that the fraudsters pounced and there was a case of 20 pound blue notes uh, a lot of them being introduced into circulation but of course once it got to the bank the bank recognized immediately so it was the poor old customer uh, who uh, trader or shopkeeper got stuck Mike, you've been collecting banknotes probably for more years than you care to remember. Now, if I wanted to start a collection, how would you advise me to start? I'd say start with the start with the uh, with the euros. The euros at the moment, because they're in your pocket. Um, every every country that is signed up to the European Bank and that issues euros uh, has a designated number. Uh, sorry, a designated letter. And um, that letter for, for Ireland is the letter T, for instance. And this letter T is ahead of the serial number on the banknote. Um, France is the letter S. Uh, Greece is the letter X. Like, it goes through the alphabet like that. It's not I for Ireland. Like, uh, I don't know why they have T for Ireland, but anyway. And there is an issue... Um, so 2002, we went we went euro in 2002, and the Irish euros uh, 
first Irish euros were issued in 2002 with the letter T and a serial number on them. As it went on, the members, uh, the signatories on the banknotes, the, the, there's usually two signatures uh, on the banknote, and it's uh, head people in the European Central Bank. When that position changed, there's a new style banknote issued with the new signature of the new um, encumbrant of the uh, of, of the European Central Bank. So that that makes a difference in a banknote. Um, five euros, ten euros, twenty euros are easy enough to collect and get. Um, the Irish issue, the Irish issue of of uh, euros uh, in two thousand and two was uh, five euro, ten euro, twenty, fifty, one hundred. They never issued two hundred, and then they issued five hundreds. Their value today, Mike. One of the scarcest, one of the scarcest uh, banknotes, and again, it's the high value one, five hundred euro. Nobody can afford to collect five hundred euros from twenty six different countries. You know, the Irish five hundred euro with the letter T designation in front of the serial number is one to um, is one of note and one to remember because it was the only issue of five hundred euros that Ireland issued. Uh, Ireland had a continuous issue of all the other uh, banknotes, except the 500, uh, up to the time when the Troika people came over here, it, what we call the Irish recession, Irish banking recession. If you, if you had a 500 euro banknote, it was a lot of money, you went into the bank to get change. You couldn't give it to a taxi driver. You went into the bank and they, they wouldn't change it for you straight away. What they did was they checked, first of all, that it was a genuine note. They put it under the ultraviolet uh, light uh, to show up the security features. They held it up and they checked it. They checked all the security features. And then they tore the top and the bottom of the note, either side of the metal strip. There's a security metal strip through most banknotes nowadays. And they wanted to make sure that it was a real note and had a real metal strip in it, that it wasn't a very, very fancy, good photocopy. That, of course, rendered the note to be damaged. So your 500 euro was lodged to your account. And if you had 500 euros in your account, they could give you the change. If not, it had to stay in there to be checked and made sure that everything was okay and you came back next week to get your change out. That's the way it worked. Mike, there are a number of uh, exhibitions around the country that you take part in. Um, Is that a good way to learn to collect uh, banknotes? It is, yes, yeah. Um, Because the money is in your hand, you see, people collect what's handy for them. You know, generally people will, will... They'll just go for notes that they see every day and are used to and when something different comes up or when a note when you go into the bank to get change or take money out even in wages you could get you could get perfect brand new mint uncirculated notes in your wage packet or from your bank that starts you off you hold on to one of those and you say oh gosh that's a nice looking note yeah okay it's not damaged no folds creases or anything in it and you keep that Bingo, you have become a banknote collector. So you've got the bug. 
And you've you still got it, ball. mate. Yeah. After how many years? <laughs> well, you see, you you don't have far to go back. I mean, it's twenty years now, back to two thousand and two, um, uh, for, for 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 the Eurobank notes. Um, there are collectors out there who will try to get. I mean, the hardest ones to get, the hardest banknotes and coins to to collect are the small countries issued. And Ireland is regarded as a small issue country because we have a small, a smaller population than most European countries. Um, less notes are issued, but small countries like the Vatican, for instance, have a tiny population. Monaco, San Marino. Andorra, they're all countries, they are part of the EU and they issue euro banknotes and and they're the most difficult ones to get. Therefore, the price is high when they do show up. Mike, that's been very illuminating. I think our listeners will certainly have learned an awful lot about the history of the Irish banknote. Now, if anybody listening wants more information why not go to the Senior Times email address, which is info at slp.ie. Mark your email for the attention of Mike Kelly, who will be more than happy to get back to you with any questions or queries that you might have. Mike, once again, many thanks for your time. Thank you. And your education on banknotes. An will phone poke a newowet, an will knappy no fum nis orjoet, nis eskalehusaj, faker na phone eintok a tall gwin, on show, egg daro, an von klishte is dani, gidi gohan la hai glina, agus taskina, ta rod egen, gogachtina, ta nismo olis, egg, daro.com.